Uh, as most of you know, I, my husband went home to be with the Lord a few years ago. And I've had the hardest battle I've ever had to go through. But you know God's brought me through. And He will bring me through. But I want to tell you that being home by myself all alone, day and night, just about, about, just about all the time alone, my kids live different places. Me and the Lord have had the best times. Before Jimmy passed away, and I'm going to ramble just a little bit, is that okay? It, when Jimmy, Jimmy was still alive, we'd, every morning we'd have our prayer time and Bible reading and so forth. And one morning we were praying and I said, you know, God, I said, I want you to put the dance back in my feet. And I said, I want you to put the joy back in my heart. And, and Lord, I said, I just want to serve you with everything that is within me. I want to run. I just want to run. And Lord, I, I want to be able to kneel. How many of you can't kneel? All oh, rest of your line. It's hard. To, it's hard when you're over twenty-five to kneel. You know. And and and, and I, I said, Lord, I want to be able to get down, and I want to pray with people like I used to. Now, if I get down, I have to take some people to get me up. You know. And Lord, I just want to serve you with all that is within me. And all of a sudden, the power of God hit me like that. And I went to dancing all over that room. I went to running. I ran and danced all in my den. I ran even in the bathroom and danced and, and praised the Lord. I hit every room in that house praising and glorifying God. Yeah, well, I guess I run him out of town because... He thought, I thought, oh, get out of her way. That woman's done. She'll run right over me. But I got news for him. I done, I done killed him anyway. Amen. The devil's a liar. And God is the truth. Amen. Amen. I'll try not to hold you until tonight's service. Y'all have tonight's service. Oh, praise the Lord. Stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word. In Corinthians, the first Corinthians, the second chapter, we find these words. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the, of the Spirit and the power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then, I want to read a portion of Scripture to you from somewhere. Oh, but we speak with wisdom, the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the, the fullers of this age knew, for they had not known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. May the Lord add His blessings to His word. 
You may be seated. Not long ago, well, not too long after Jimmy passed away, uh, I was asked to preach somewhere and uh, I was praying and seeking God for a message and couldn't get anything. Nothing just, nothing just stuck with me. And I prayed and I read and I read and I prayed and, and I got my 15 notebooks out and tried to find one something, you know, and nothing, nothing just went through this, nothing at all. And so I said, well, Lord, I've studied, I've prayed, and you haven't given me an answer, so I'll, I'll just depend on you, whatever happens, it's you. And so I got ready to go to bed, and I got up, and my kids bought me for Christmas a huge TV, big TV. And uh, as I started to go to the bedroom, the Lord said, turn around. Now, I, the Lord talks to me. If he don't talk to you, you need to get on talking ground because he tells you a lot of stuff. And uh, I looked back at the TV and the screen was as black as it could be. Solid black. And all of a sudden, right at the top in the middle, about this long, there appeared a white line like. It was filled line. About that white. And uh, I didn't understand it because the TV wasn't plugged up. And so I stood there for a few minutes and then there was a white line that came down like this. And underneath it was a word. And I thought, that's strange. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And he said, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with the world today and what's wrong with the church today. He said, what do you got in your hand? I said, my, my, you know, my Facebook thing, you know, my little thing, y'all, y'all got one too, I bet. And there, he said, why aren't you using it? I said, I don't have it plugged up. And he said, well, don't you know it won't work if you don't plug it up? And I said, well, that makes sense. And he said to me, he said, you know what's wrong with the church world today? He said, they're not connected to me. He said, take that uh, thing you got in your hand and take the plug in and go there and plug it up where you usually plug it up. And so I did. And he said, you see, you got to plug into the power before anything happens. That's what's wrong with the church world today. We are not plugged into the power. I thought about this. I thought about when I was a kid growing up. 
Church was the most important thing in anybody's life. Of course, we lived in the coal fields and you didn't have too much. But church was all we needed. My sister would go to church on Sunday nights before my mother got saved. Sunday nights was Skyway night. And we'd all go to Skyway, but not my sister. I'm going to church. And she would go. She would go when the snow was so deep, she had to wear a pair of slacks under her dress because it was so cold and she'd walk to church, take her pants off when she got to church and put them back on when she left the church. When we would go to the Skyway, she'd stay home. Mommy'd say, now, when you get back from church, you sit down there in that chair right there at that kitchen window and don't you move till we get home. We should have went to church with her. Church used to be something so valuable and so important. It's where you got your girlfriend, where you got your boyfriend. Oh, don't look so innocent. You know sometimes that was the motive for going. We used to have revivals. I'm talking about revivals, not a, a just a preaching service. The power and the anointing of God was so great and so mighty. You didn't have to wait till you got into church. When you pulled on the parking lot, you felt the anointing of God. Why? Because people was plugged in. They knew where the power was. And today we have, we have neglected to plug into the power. And the anointing of God like that we need to. People, I want to tell you, in the day and time in which we're living, if we don't plug in, we're going to plug out. We better get hungry and thirsty for revival like we have never known before. God has showed me things and I know nobody special. Don't get me wrong, He'll show you too if you seek Him. But he's revealed things to me in the last since my husband died. And I've had more time to pray and seek him. He has revealed things to me that I'm not discouraged today. Because I know that God has a plan. He has a purpose. And revival is on its way. Hallelujah. I was sharing with my brother a few minutes ago. I was I was at, at another church visiting, and the Holy Spirit began to move, and God spoke to my heart something. I didn't say anything. I waited till I got home and I prayed and sought the Lord, and and, and the Lord said, "This is what this is what's going to happen." He said, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. And he said, the church has to get ready. They have to be reconnected to the power of God. And until we get reconnected to the power of God, back to fasting and praying and putting God first, we're not going to have those revivals. God is going to give this world one more chance and opportunity to make things right for eternity. 
he showed me, and he told me, he said, there's a mic, the word explosion coming on. There's going to be an explosion of my word and my spirit and my power. For instance, he gave me an example. He said, for instance, he said, people will leave Bluefield. Maybe they're going to Montcalm. But when they get at the top of the hill where the uh, Deliverance Temple Church sits, that's what he showed me. He said, but he wasn't just signaling out them. It's for any church that wants it and will do it. He said, they will turn in that parking lot. They will park their cars. They will get out and go in that church not knowing why. Because the Holy Spirit will draw them. But church, we've got to pray. We've got to fast. We've got to reconnect with the power of God if we're going to see that type of revival. Somebody mentioned fasting. What's the first thing you think of? That Big Mac. Or Little Mac. Or Quackity Quack. We ought to hit our knees. You got loved ones that's dying and going to hell. People are sick. They need to be healed. When people go down the highway down here, they ought to feel something. They ought to know, boy, it's different in this neck of the woods. When they walk on the park their car and walk on the ground of this church, they ought to feel the vibration of the power and the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. But we don't want to pay the price. We don't want to meet the condition because we got to watch them big televisions. We don't have revivals anymore. And if we do, it's just in a social meeting. We just go see who we can see. See if that woman gained any more weight than she did last time I saw her. See if that man's lost any more hair off his head or not. We should have one purpose in our heart and mind. Let the anointing of God so be in this place that people will go, want to go to Montcalm or anywhere else, but when they get down to the bottom of that hill, they turn up. They don't know what's drawing them. But it be because you prayed, you fasted, you sought God for revival. You are willing to pay the price and meet the condition. The Lord said, plug up that, that Facebook thing. He said, where do you get the power for that? that? I said, out of that thing right there on the wall. He said, what happens? I said, I don't know. I don't know how electricity works. I don't know. He said, call your son. Ask him. I called Eddie and Ronsifert. And I said, Eddie, how does electricity work? He tried to tell me. He said, oh, mommy, I don't know. Call Marty in Tennessee and ask him. I called Marty in Tennessee and I said, how does electricity work? He said, mom, you got to plug it in first. You ain't going to get nowhere if you don't plug plug it in. We will not get anywhere in this day and time 
Things will not change in our home and with our children and with the Democrats and the Republicans. Oh, God. Unless we plug in. Unless we plug in. Unless we get reconnected with the power. What is the power? The Holy Ghost is the power. God Almighty is the power. You want to see miracles and signs and wonders? Get on fire for God. Reconnect this morning. And I'll guarantee you, you'll see something different happen. Amen. As I was preparing this sermon, and I began to pray, God just came down in such a wonderful way. I have friends that have been calling me and saying, Connie, i got to tell you what the Lord showed me. Connie, do you know what happened to me? God told me that, Connie, an angel appeared to me. The Bible says you can entertain angels unaware. Amen? Do you know that there's angels in this room right here? I know because one's holding me on this side and one's holding me on, on that side. Angels are appearing on this earth. Why? Because the end is coming. And God is doing everything He can to shake us up and say, wake up. You're slumbering, you're sleeping, and souls are dying and going to hell. Because we don't want to pray. we got other things to do. Hey, you, you ever watch that program on TV called Monk? How many watches Monk, has seen Monk? Oh, go ahead, it's okay, you can be truthful. I felt myself in Walmart the other day. You know how he goes about and straightens up everything? I was straightening up the kids' food on the calendar. I thought, dear God, Mike's got more hold of me than you do. And the Lord said, well, I may do because you spend more time with him than you do with me. I ain't watched it since. I want revival. God wants us to have a revival. God wants to see this church filled to capacity. He's going to, he wants this church so full that, that y'all will have to enlarge it. Wouldn't that be good? Knock out the walls. Raise the ceiling. Oh, people. I tell you, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for revival. I'm hungry for the anointing and the power of God. God has been so good to me and God has done so much for me. In my family, in my home, I cannot praise Him enough. I cannot glorify Him enough. I miss my husband so bad I can't hardly stand it. I went through deep depression, deep, deep depression. But I want to tell you something. My God is real. You've got to fight the good fight of faith. It ain't going to come and just drop in your lap. got to pray and seek God. He gives you the instructions in His Word. And if you'd read it, you'd find out what you're supposed to do. 
Amen? My heart hungers. I used to think about how people used to get so excited on Sunday about going to church. And now we've, we've cut out every bit of the church we can cut out. We don't have it. Most churches don't have it. Now, if you're not doing this, I don't care you get mad at me. I don't care you get mad at God. We quit having church on Sunday night. We quit having women's ministry meetings. We quit having youth services. We quit having things that we're interested because we have got disconnected from the power. It's not God's will that any should perish. It's not God's will that you should be hungry and dry all the time. He said, come, and whosoever will, let him come. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty for the move of God? I was thinking the other day, I told my kids, I said, you know, we used to have foot washings. We did. The women would go in one room and the men would go in another. And you talk about having church. They would wash each other's feet. They said, well, anybody want to wash my feet? Well, you might have stinking feet. Spray something on them. Do like I do. Carry a little bit in your pocket and you find somebody stinks. Spray a little bit around them. You know. I can stand a little bit out of fact with one soul to the Lord. Amen. God wants to restore. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to be recognized. He wants to be worshipped. He wants you to come to Him and not go to the world when you have a need. Present your needs to Him and watch what He will do, how He will move and work in your life. God has performed miracle after miracle after miracle. I'm going to tell you one real quick. I don't know what time it is. I can't tell time if I did. Live in 36. Y'all got to go home. My husband had cancer of the bladder. And when you have cancer of the bladder, it returns real quickly. So he had to go over so many weeks and have tests run on him. It was about the third time he had to go back. and uh, he, he got his surgery up in Greenberg County. and uh, He had some complications. We got there before it opened that morning and was there till it closed that night. We went to my daughter's house to spend the night. And uh, my son and his sons from Tennessee was in and Eddie lives close by and his family and went to Princess's to spend the night and we'd all got sleepy and I was sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I took this, this pain in my chest. Now before that, when we arrived at her house that night, I said to my granddaughter, Chelsea, I mean Lacey, if anything happens to Mama, I want you to sing this song at my funeral. And I said, uh, she said, oh, Mama, I couldn't do that. I said, yeah, do like you did at my 50th wedding anniversary. Put it on, record it, and let him play it. And I looked at my grandson, and I said, now, Gage, I said, you know in Mama's den where she's got that uh, closet? 
And in that closet, it's a big bag. It's full of change. He said, yeah, Mama. Yeah, he remembered that. Yeah, Mama. I said, if anything happens to Mama, you get that change and divide it up with you grandkids. Well, I don't know why I told him that. I just come to me to do it, and I did it. So I took that pain like indigestion, and uh, it kept getting worse. Well, I tried to wake somebody up, and I couldn't get them awake. And so finally I had to wake Jimmy up. And I said, honey, I hate to wake you up. I said, but I got a pain in my chest. I said, I believe it's indigestion. And I said, I can't get up and walk it off. And he woke my son up that was asleep on the couch. And he said, Marty, go ask your sister if she's got any times. Mommy's got indigestion. Well, he went out the door. And when he got back, I felt like a cinder block was laying right here on my chest. And... He told me later, he said, Mom, when I walked back in that room, I saw God put life back into you. I was hurting so bad. They was all around me praying and crying and everything, and, and, and I was trying to get them, don't let me go. That's what I, I couldn't say it, but I was doing this. I was, let me go. Just let me go. And, and I, 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 I could feel this. This wonderful peace. I've never felt peace like that before. Honey, if you're a child of God and you're dying, honey, it's wonderful. It, it is. It is. It is. And that peace was so strong. And that peace was so real. And I was trying to tell him, no, let me go. Let me go. But they wouldn't let me go. My grandson said my daughter prayed every demon and white sulfur back to hell. But I wanted to go. They called the rescue squad. They said I had a, a major heart attack. They flew me off to Roanoke, seven different doctors. By the time I got there, they didn't even know what happened to me. You don't ever know when it's going to happen to you. You need to know you're connected to the power of that. Before you leave here today, you need to know if you go out here on this road and have a heart attack or have a car wreck and you go into eternity... You know you're going to get, you're going to go to heaven. Why do you think Jesus is going to send an end time revival? To give people a chance to go to heaven. That's right. And you can't go if you're not plugged in. You can't go if your sins has not been forgiven you. And I don't care how many sins you can count them on your hands or count them A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I don't care how many sins you've got. If you've got one, and you haven't asked God to forgive you for it, it's just like you had 10 or 15. Keep your heart clean before God. I have been able to share my testimony about that with, I guess, two or 300 people. I've had people to get saved at Walmart. People got saved on the side of the road. People got saved at the veterans down there in, in Salem, Virginia. I've, had, I've seen people saved when I shared my testimony with them. My it's real, people. Heaven is real. But I got bad news. So is hell. So is hell. There's no reason that anybody in this church would have, if you died, would, would have to go to hell. Unless you're born again. You've got to be born again. If you've got sin in your heart, I want you to think about that before you leave here today. I want you to think about it. 
how close we come sometimes to leaving this world. And we need to know when we get up in the morning that He's in our heart. When we walk through the day, that He's in our heart. When we lay down at night, He's in our heart. And Lord, if you should come tonight, I want to be ready to go. I want to be ready to go. And He said, come. Come. He wants to forgive you. He wants you to come to heaven. The other day I was working out. Lord, I was going to clean my car. But I decided not to. And I, and, and, I, and I was outside there, and I was so tired, and I was so worn out. Hadn't had a good physical day. I said, Lord, I just don't understand why you just don't come down here and just take me now. I wore out. And all of a sudden, my mind went to the fact that there's a great revival that's coming. God's got a plan. He's not in the dark. He knows what He's doing. And at the appointed time, and he's not going to wait for you to get there. At the appointed time, that's why you've got to get there ahead of time. He's going to come. And I thought about the scripture in the Bible that talks about him sweeping us away. And I said, Lord, cancel that request I just made. I want to away. Amen? And you can if your heart is right with God. Oh, we used to do this years ago. We used to do this. People used to love church. You said, y'all can't do We didn't have nothing else to do but go to church. Huh? Well, ain't that the best place to go? Best place to be? If you're disconnected from the power, you can lay your hands on people all you want to and pray until you're slobbering. And it will work. Do you understand what I'm saying? He is our source and our power. And we don't have that within ourselves unless the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, is working within us and we're plugged into the right socket. Amen? How many are... How do you want to be plugged in the right socket? If Jesus should come before we dismiss, how many of you ready to go? Oh, I don't see everybody's hand. I wish they did. Then we could shout, couldn't we? Oh, that's right. But the harvest is right. He's sending us warnings every way he can. All this stuff about these shots and all this stuff about this Democrats and Republicans and changing people's sex life and, and, and killing these babies and stuff like that. It's just the devil. He's so mad. He is so mad. And I'm so glad that I know what to please. The bottle links to make him stink and kick him out of the churches. Amen. It's a day-by-day experience with God. Are you plugged in? Are you plugged in? Now, I have vertigo. And I'm going to shut up. I have vertigo, and it I have to go get treatments for it. And my crystals, yeah, I have a brain, I do. Crystals roll off, and they have to jerk me around, put them back up there. But you know what? I thought about 
recently I have to go to so many doctors. I don't want to go to doctors. I want to be healed. I take so many pills it makes me sick. I lost over 100 pounds since my husband died. I couldn't eat a mite for almost a year. I couldn't. I, food made me so sick. But I want to tell you something, people. He puts the table before us. And he says, come, come, get what you want, fill yourself up, and go out into that world and be a light and an example to everybody you come in contact with. He's coming. But before we go, he's going to give us one mighty move of his spirit. You see, God wants everybody to come to heaven. Everybody. And you know what? I want to go. And when I go, I don't want him to say, Who are you? I want him to say, Constance Elizabeth Graham Black has arrived. Show her home. Woo! Glory to God. Don't that sound good? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Church, if you're here today and you're not connected like you used to be, don't go out the door till you spend some time before God. Ask God to reconnect you with that power. You know, when we walk by people, people should feel something. They should feel something. I, I, see, I can't tell you all of it at one time. But this I'm going to close with. I was in Walmart, going down there with my cart. Some woman was way up the head of the end of the aisle. She's a little bit, you know, wild. But anyway, she stepped out and she looked at me and she stepped back in and she looked at me and I was just pushing my buggy. She said, God sent you after me. God sent you after me. And I just kept pushing the buggy and going down through there, you know. God sent you after me. And when I got where she was, she said, uh, I used to go to church. I used to speak in tongues. I used to pray for the sick. I used to teach a Sunday school class. And I said, well, why don't you do it now? Why aren't you doing it now? I, I, I got offended. I got mad and I quit going to church. And I said, well, there's other churches. And if you ask God to forgive you of all that stuff you've done, you know what? He'll, he'll give it. To, he'll forgive you. He'll wipe the slate clean. He wants to. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll take you to church Sunday morning. I said, you tell me where I can pick you up at, and I'll come by and pick you up, and I'll take you to church somewhere. Well, we made a plan, but she wasn't there. But let me tell you something. Now, my, I embarrass my kids, especially my daughter. Don't you tell her. I'm telling you. We're in a store. We're at Ollie's. Come out of, the, come out of an aisle. And, 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 I, and I'm not patting myself on the back. Don't get me wrong. No. All praise, the glory, and honor goes to God. And, and, and a woman came out and she said, I think I know you. And I said, well, you probably do. And I told her who I was. She told me who she was. And about, I didn't know her. But about that time, another woman came out of this house. She said, what are y'all doing, having prayer? I said, no, but we will. We got hands. And had prayer, my daughter went, <laughs> you know. Listen, anywhere I can find somebody that listen to me and I can tell them about Jesus, I will do it. 
Amen? Because time's short and eternity is sure. Are you where you need to be with God? If you, if you would never come back into this church again and you go out into eternity, where would you spend eternity? What would you do? This is the only place you're going to get a second chance. After, after he comes, the door will be closed, the gates will be closed. I've got a tape at home of a man from one of the churches we pastored that died and said he had an experience of hell. It's horrible. It is horrible. And I know we think we're going to live forever, but none of us know that we're going to go home this afternoon. You don't know you're going to make it home. But you can make it to your brand new home. This old body can go back to the dust from whence it came. But the soul goes on. Lives on. Are you connected this morning? Let's bow our heads, please. Father, I have shared with this congregation what you have laid on my heart to share with them. I don't know them like you know them. But God, you know everything about us. You knew who was going to be here today. You knew who was going to preach the songs they were going to sing. You knew everything about this day. It was all planned. And God, you have opened up a plan for them that if there's anybody in this place that has disconnected from you, maybe it's not been the whole thing, but maybe not praying like they used to, not fasting like they used to, not going to church like they used to, uh, gossiping instead of talking to the Lord about People, they gossip about one another. They cause division in the churches, division within the home. Then God, you're giving them a chance this morning to leave here clean, clean, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Those sins forgiven and put them in, in right, right standard with you, God. And I pray that they'll not go out that door until they go to their knees and cry to you and ask you, Lord, for the forgiveness of their sins. And those that are serving you, I pray that you would give them a fresh anointing an anointing of the Holy Spirit like they have never known before. Lord, that they'll be running through their house. They'll be dancing through their house. God, that they'll be rejoicing because they they know who they're plugged into and they know what waits them. And God will give you the praise. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Is there anybody in here today that says, Sister Connie, I want to come up there and be prayed for. I want to come and lay this thing at the altar. I don't want to carry it anymore. I want to get it out of my life. Totally out of my life. I'm not strong enough to do it myself. I need help. For, I need prayer. I want you to come. If you want to come, I want you to come.